We spent thousands of dollars thinking that we were going to get all these patients. We didn't get Nothing. any calls. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally, it was beginner's luck. High school sweethearts Margo and Dan Rosinowitz combined their talents to create a physical and occupational therapy practice. Through perseverance, creative partnerships, and a lot of laughs along the way, this power couple grew New York therapy and wellness to the point where they now serve three states and manage a team of over 100 therapists. We met in high school. We went, we went to uh, separate elementary schools. We met in high school. Um, we were friends for a few years, um, and Margot actually asked me out. <laughs> yeah, keep going. I don't have to no, say No, I that. love it. Keep going. Is it true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. So you love, I'll, 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 I'll let you we go. No, say it, say it. No, we want to hear the story. So... I was obsessed with him, basically. Yeah. <laughs> she liked me. Um, I turned her down three times. Three times. <laughs> um, and then in our senior year, she finally got me. The persistence paid off. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we started dating uh, in senior year of high school, and we were together ever since. Uh, after high school, we went to Brooklyn College together. What was the major? So my major, major was exercise science, and hers was psychology. Psych, yeah. But because we were applying to, I was applying to PT school, physical therapy school, and she was applying to occupational therapy school, they make you take prerequisite courses we got to be in class together. Um, we definitely skipped some classes together. Yeah. You know, so we, we made it an experience, you know. So. Right. Um, and then after Brooklyn College, we both uh, started graduate school together at the same time. Uh, separate programs, of course. She was in occupational therapy. I was in physical therapy. But the and same school. So physical therapy, occupational therapy, and that was the track. But that you was have the track. two separate careers. Careers. Yeah. 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 Meaning after college, there's no more room next door to each other. Right. Right. It's I'm going here, you're going there. Right. Well, it is what you make it though, because we ended up doing... We, we knew, at least I did, that I wanted to open up my own practice from even before I got into physical therapy school. That was my goal. If I wasn't going to open up my own practice, then I didn't want to do it. Um, and it's not to say that I don't want to be a physical therapist. It just means that my desire to be my own boss, to create my own business, was more than anything that I wanted. Um, and I wanted to use my love for physical therapy, my passion for that, and my passion for owning a business and starting something from scratch, and I wanted to combine them together. Uh -huh. um, so that was my goal from, from even high school, really. You always had a passion for starting a business? Yeah, yeah, because when I was in graduate school, I, I started a very small side hustle, which was I started making beef jerky and selling it. <laughs> Um, and it this actually is literally got, to fund yeah. our dates. Like, <laughs> he would make beef yeah. jerky and sell it, so he could take me out on dates. <laughs> and it, it actually got really popular. I, I like I like seeing problems and trying to figure out ways to solve them, making systems that are efficient and repeatable, scalable, like all those things that make a business from this to this. Yeah, you know that's what I think. Which ended up I, helping you in the business that you guys yeah. created for yeah, sure. Yeah. Our, our whole business, if you're, if you're not able to scale, then yeah. you really can't grow much of a business at all. And then we got married. And we said, after we get married, we're moving to San Diego. Our rent was way over budget, and he wasn't earning an income. He right. was doing his- I was still in school, technically. He was doing his internship every single day, nine to five type of thing. 
So I ended up taking that job, the geriatric home care, and it was just like, I just jumped into this world that like I really didn't have as much experience in. Okay, so San Diego, you realize if you're gonna live by the water with this rent out of your budget, <laughs> you're gonna have to give up the kids for now and go yeah. to the geriatric home care. You were technically still in school. Right, unfortunately Margot's father got sick. Um, we ended up leaving San Diego early. That same year, her dad passed away in November. I would say I quit my job probably a month or two after that. Um, and we said we have to go back and finish our year there. You know, we had some connections there from the job that she had already. So I remember I emailed my old boss and I said, we're coming back to San Diego. Is there any way that I could work for you again? And I said, also my husband just graduated and he got his doctorate in physical therapy. Can he also work for you? Right. And he answered like, let me know when you want to come. I'm paying for your flights. Like, if you can come a week sooner than you want, I'll pay for your flights. And he said, if your husband has anything like your work ethic, you're both hired. When Margo was first working there, um, I think he had maybe like 20 or 30 people on his staff, therapists. And then when we came back six months later, he had close to 100, probably, if not a little 70 more. 70 something, 70 something. So it was like, whoa, like, and his whole business transformed. Like, and it was just like, I think that was like one of the first, maybe major inspirations for me or for us. Totally. Just like, whoa, like we could probably do something similar back home whenever that is, whenever we go back. But this is like a model that I think we could borrow from or, you know, do our own thing with and really be successful. What was your biggest takeaway from that experience? For me, biggest <laughs> takeaway was being able to open up a business with little to no overhead, not having to worry about having investors, not having to worry about like opening up and having to deal with like all this rent for, you know, a big physical therapy clinic. We were really hustling in San Diego. We were like, we just want to make as much money as possible so when we come back, if there is that like gap period where we really don't have such a strong income that we can carry ourselves. Yeah. And it ended up being really just perfect that we moved back in with my mom. Um, and that was kind of just like the main reason we chose that model was because we didn't want to have to worry about funneling all the money that we just earned that year into something and then, you know, God forbid it doesn't work out or it takes too right. long to yeah. build up or anything like that. So that was, I would say like the biggest takeaway from that for me. For me, the, the takeaway from working with him was just seeing how fast he was able to grow and you know, it's not like he had to expand physically, he was just expanding his staff and his staff is works remotely. So um, we were in San Diego, but he had staff all the way up into LA, right. you know, two hours away and he's still in his same office. So he could literally, and then when we were there, he was even talking about opening up a branch in Arizona, um, Las Vegas. So it just made me realize that we could literally work from anywhere and be as big as we want without really having to take on such crazy expenses. And we're doing like working on all those logistics of having a bigger space and headquarters and things like that. And we knew before we moved back that, that this is what we were gonna do. Like we incorporated for our New York, for our New York LLC, when we were still living in California, like we knew that right. the minute yeah. we got back to Brooklyn, we yeah, had to hit we the ground wasted running. Wasted no time. So day one, you're back in Brooklyn, starting a company with nobody else. It's not like you had people lined up who were ready to work for you. And this, this is like one of the stories that I think we like to share a lot with how we got started. Um, the first thing we did was we made 
brochures. So we went door to door, slipping them in people's mailbox. We went down the block and we said, okay, that's it. Let's go back home. As we were walking back, we got a phone call. If like, we were literally jumping in the streets, yeah. like not figuratively Someone speaking. on her mom's block. Hey, I saw your brochure. I need physical therapy. How do I get started? We were like, whoa, this, this is, is gonna, gonna be, be so easy. So easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up doing direct mail marketing for the entire zip code of 11210. Multiple zip codes we did, yeah. yeah. We spent thousands of dollars thinking that we were gonna get all these patients. We didn't get Nothing. any calls. <laughs> it, was literally, it was beginner's luck with this woman. It literally. Was beginner's luck. But you know what it is? She was our first patient. She got us off the ground. Um, and the, Wait, so what did you do with her? Were you prepared? Yeah, so, the, this, so this, is the even, this is the next step of how we even got into the next step of our businesses. She's a religious woman and she wanted physical therapy only, but she only wanted to work with a female, right? So she couldn't work with she me. can't work with her. Because I'm she can't work with me. I knew a female physical therapist who was interested. So she was our first physical therapist that we hired as a contractor. Um, and that ended up being the business model that we had going forward is getting clients. I mean, we would treat them ourselves in the beginning. We really hired that first therapist out of necessity. Right. It wasn't a plan. We didn't expect to have to do it. It would have been me. I would have treated her myself. Right. She was our first patient, our yeah. first independent patient. So it was like. So she then pays you and you pay that. So we bill her insurance okay. and then we pay the therapist. Okay. Yeah. So when we kind of learned that system off this one patient, it was like, okay, great, let's, let's keep going with this. And then we just started getting more clients through, we made some connections with different organizations, different doctors. Um, I remember in the beginning we walked, we physically walked from Ocean Avenue and Avenue I all the way down to Ocean Avenue and Avenue Z, where they call it Doctor's Row, because if you know Ocean Avenue, it's all doctor. doctor's yeah, offices. Yeah, a lot of medical offices. We literally went into every single doctor's office and we dropped our brochures. We tried to speak with the doctors, the receptionist, whoever would hear us, we tried to speak to them. Um, and saying what? If you know, if you have any patients that you could refer. Hey, we just opened up this practice. We're doing home physical therapy, occupational therapy. Do you have anyone who needs it? Just trying to market, market our services to whoever is willing to hear us. Doesn't seem like a lot is working. You have the direct mail <laughs> spending thousands of dollars. We're striking out there. We, you're walking down Ocean Avenue. Yeah, miles. a lot of nose. It was a lot of nose. It was a lot of nose in the beginning. You know, I don't think I realized that as yeah. we were doing it. Like now that we're talking about it, and you're saying like, wow, you guys were striking out. While I was in it, I didn't feel that way. You, oh, so you didn't you didn't even realize well, how I think, bad you guys were doing. I don't think I realized, no, because <laughs> it was like fun. <laughs> I also think that if you guys weren't doing it together, it would be totally different. Yeah. It I want to say fun. I would never we do wouldn't, this alone. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't, when do we get to the point where things pick up? So for organizations that have departments that are dedicated to helping seniors, uh, social workers usually, their job is to help coordinate services or help people get things that they need. So they were actually a great target for us to market to. We would come in and say, hey, this is what we could do. They liked our energy. They believed us that we would actually give very good service, which we did. And that was like a, a big breaking point for us is mm -hmm. starting to work with these larger organizations because also when they send referrals, they usually send multiples as opposed to a doctor who may send one or... How did you get, how did you land these big organizations? So we would send a lot of cold emails, just Google, literally, senior citizen organization. 
and just see what came up around the area. Go on the website, go to the contact information, see who's running the social work department, see who I can call. We would stop, into, stop in at a lot of places and just ask who can I speak to about um, providing therapy services for seniors. You were doing a lot of the physical therapy yourself, right? right. How do you have time to be a full-time salesman and pitching everything that you're it's a good it's question. working till one in the morning yeah. multiple times that a was, week. Those are, I like to think of those as like the dark ages. Every time there comes a time where we realize like, oh my God, we're very stressed. We're like, okay, but this is really yeah. a turning point the worst, The worst points in our business career so far have been the times where we've accelerated right after. And I think that a lot of people that if they were well, not to say a lot of people, but people that are in a position where they're building a business and they come to that hurdle, I think it's the people who are able to persevere and go beyond that hurdle is the people who are successful and the people who stop at that hurdle and say, this is too much, I because can't do those, it. those are the points where Those are the make or break it, yeah. Separate the men from the boys. Yeah. <laughs> and the women and from the, the women girls. From the girls. <laughs> women from the girls. Yeah. Um, we were presented with an opportunity to rent some space in Brooklyn so we could provide therapy in an office gym setting. Uh, we would still keep the home visits going as well, so we would kind of have both those going. Um, and I think once we moved into the office setting is when we started to hire more therapists to handle the home visits because I was the one that shifted into the office setting. Where do we stand today? Uh, so right now we're servicing all five boroughs. Nassau and Suffolk counties and Westchester and Dutchess counties. Um, we also service New Jersey. Dan just got his license yeah. in Florida. So next move is to move into Florida and we have a team of about 100 therapists and we have a team of about 10 or 12 office staff. Wow. Um, I think one of the most rewarding things for us is over the years all the systems that we've created within our company was out of necessity really. As we grew, so did our system, so does so um, our internal communications. Everything that we do on a daily basis was done because of a need that we had. Yeah, um, for sure. But now when we see our team communicating with each other to solve problems um, and to come to conclusions and to progress the company further without us, they're doing it on their own, that's one of the biggest things for us.